Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. fans this is the week of october 31st 2021 on the road to kick off 2023 this is for the love of football and this is the xfl show i'm alan and i'm bryant as xfl fans tiptoe through the darkness with virtually no new news the usfl is lurking behind the corner happy happy halloween this is episode 194. We're in the dark, Bryant, and it's kind of scary out here for an XFL fan, but for a spring football fan, I guess it's not too scary, even though last week y- you didn't seem too pleased about the USFL news, but it is happening. What pleased? I mean, I I, I beg to differ. Honestly, I feel like I was very pleased <laughs> with, uh, yeah, you're right, I wasn't at all. Uh, look, we might have lost some followers. The passion's there. Go back and listen. You'll hear some bleeps. It's fine. It's just the reality of the situation that we live in. Maybe. Yep. Who knows? Bryant, Bryant literally went blue. He turned blue talking USFL last week. Uh, I'll apologize. casting a spell on the USFL. Right I'll, I'll apologize for him to our XFL fans who are USFL diehards because I'm excited for the USFL. Maybe not for the bubble prospects, but you know what? It's football's football at the end, and I'm excited for the league to happen. But yes, last week's show I thought was a lot of fun, and hopefully you did too, everybody. 724-565-4XFL is the XFL fan line for you to text or call, leave a voicemail, whatever you want to do. Got some action there. It seems like they liked last week's show, even though Bryant uh, might have didn't even call out earmuffs before he went nuts uh, at XFL show I on did. Twitter if you want to hit us up. Actually, he did. He did say get the the bleep ready. I, I will I will give him that. Uh, at XFL Show on Twitter and uh, other social media platforms if you want to hit us up there. And, of course, this week we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You can go to prettyeasypodcasts.com right now to get your own podcast producer, get all the help you would need to get a podcast up, running, and recorded and edited each and every single time you go do a show, you have help through Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com and you get at an affordable rate too. We're not talking about some huge production staff you're going to get for this big money you got to spend. This is affordable. This is a service for up-and-coming podcasters, people who want to start their, their podcasting journey. You go to prettyeasypodcast.com and you get started there right now. They'll give you all the help and information you need. Uh, because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. So easy that if I say, hey, get the bleep button ready or get the dump button ready, they f- do it. It's great. Yeah, I got your back. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna get fined. Although I don't think you'd get fined for saying just a little cuss word on on well, the, the SEC internet on or a pod, like podcast. That. But like, I don't know. we like to make the show family friendly, so you could listen 
while driving uh, with your kids in the car or listening on your big speakers throughout the whole house. And generally, you're able to do that, except last week. If I say USFL, Bryant's ears perk up. And we're going to say say that those letters again, Bryant, uh, and, and your ears might perk up again. I can't wait to see what you say to some of the, the updates we have. But real quick, let's get into some dinkage and some dunkage and go around XFL social media. Jim on YouTube, responding to last week's show, said, shocker that Bryant wouldn't like another spring football league. In response to last week's show, Bryant, Jim uh, just has now pegged you as a hater of all things spring football that isn't that aren't the XFL. And I don't agree with that. I think Bryant is down for a spring league. It just has to be done correctly. I th- I think if you go back and listen to what I said last week, and go back, it's in the it's there. It's probably right down here somewhere. If you just click on it if you're watching on YouTube, or pause and go back on the podcast, it's fine. Uh, either way, uh, or maybe we'll have a pretty easy podcast splice it in. Who knows? Either way, it doesn't matter. My point is, is that when you do spring leagues incorrectly, when you mishmash them, when you throw them together, when you say, "Hey, let's see what sticks." I mean, these are like the pickles that that Adam Sandler threw at the window. Like that's what this is. Go go and go, that's go. Yeah, go go. <laughs> let's see which one wins. Like that's what it seems like when you do that. R.I.P. Norm McDonald. Uh, when you do that, then uh, then it gets. It, 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 I don't like it. When, when you come out here and you make this, like, what happened with the AAF? They made it this grandiose thing. They're like, this is going to be the best thing ever. I can't wait. It's going to be an awesome app. Like, this is going to be great. Fantasy football is what it, it's what the key is to everything. And it never happened. You know? And so what happened there? They 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 promised. They over-promised, under-delivered. Somehow, the uh, USFL now has under-promised and still under-delivered. I don't understand how that's even possible. <laughs> it, it, wow. it's, just, it's just unfortunate how these things come together when you try to do something right, um, how well it can be done, as we saw in 2020 with the XFL. I think you're – so you're saying the under-delivered part is probably in relation to the the time frame they have to get a football league up and running right now with – with so little time, you just don't – you can't imagine well, what's going to happen with the – You're going to have – look, the XFL had already had their draft at this point in 2019, right? What's what's the USFL going to do? All right, everybody, line up, tallest to smallest. One, count them off. One, yep. two, three, four. <laughs> what's going to – eight? One, two, three. Like, what's going to happen? I don't understand. Like, there's so much that needs to happen, and, and the idea is great. I understand it. But this is just a spring league with some glitter. Is really all that is. I'm here for it, but I know where I know where I understand where you're coming from. We'll talk more USFL in a little bit, unless Dale in New Iberia has anything to say about it. Who hit us up on the XFL fan line? Texted Dale doesn't want any more USFL talk, but I, I'm not going to. We have to, Dale, because it's the USFL is, was too cool in the 80s and it is relevant to the show but Dale said why are y'all talking USFL on here I'd rather you speculate on how many yards Taylor Heineke will throw next week than hear about that fake league don't go that far Dale come on in New Iberia I don't think I maybe Dale doesn't there's care anything, there's not going to be a team in Louisiana I don't know if there's anything I care less about than the USFL is how many yards Taylor Heineke is going to throw like that's <laughs> yeah. just ridiculous no, I'm I, Not even well, on his fantasy team. And I know because he beat me last week. I beat you last week. You know, I did, by the way, going back to that really quick, I did have an AF player that uh, made me some points 
Going back AAF to last player? Year. Yeah, it was a kicker that uh that YouTube kicker. Oh, uh, was it um the the Jack Hoku? Oh, Young Hoku. Okay. Yeah, he was uh with Birmingham? No, Atlanta. Atlanta. Wow. I I, I didn't I I hadn't I think I had XFL players, AAF players. I went. You I'm even just get PJ up. Allen at this point where you are in our league. Just get PJ. See what happens. You think just throw X- will... as many XFL players on my roster just because I'm yeah. just so far down there. I don't want to. Yeah, who's the running tank. back for the? Get a running back for a Charger. You know, just get on the back of Storm Norton. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine. No, I'll just put Storm <laughs> Norton at running back on my team. Maybe I'll just do that because that's how bleak it's been. Uh, thanks to Dale and Jim for reaching out and giving us some entertaining stuff to ponder there. Interesting stuff to ponder. Uh, well, you can always hit us up at XFL Show or, of course, call or text the XFL fan line 724-565-4XFL. Some bits and pieces, a little USFL, some owners owners in the, in the spotlight sort of this week from the XFL, Brian. So let's talk about it in this week's Cover 2. So Jerry Cardinal and Danny Garcia spoke this past week, Bryant, but you probably missed it because it was at a Sportico event that you would have had to pay for to watch live or watch it all uh, through the sports business publications uh, website. Cool service they offer, but in case you didn't do that, uh, here's some highlights from what they talked about. Uh, Jerry Cardinal and Danny Garcia, again, just not really giving anything concrete anything detailed on what the xfl will be on their plans for the xfl but some interesting quotes nonetheless let's take a couple from jerry cardinal who's of course from redbird capital uh that arm of the ownership who said quote i don't know if i would have done this without danny and Dwayne because they bring a very unique set of talents skills and experiences they are intellectual property themselves particularly in the crossing of live event entertainment real intellectual property and content. Their vision really was to create a live event entertainment company rooted in legitimate football. That's what's so exciting about this collaboration. A couple things to pick apart there. First, Bryant, uh, the XFL is only alive, it seems, because Redbird Capital is involved. Obviously, that's the money. But it's also only alive because of what a big star Dwayne Johnson is. If the legitimate biggest star in the world didn't have an interest in the XFL, we wouldn't even be talking about the return. So thank thank The Rock and thank Jerry Cardinal, knowing how huge The Rock is and, of course, how big Danny Garcia has been in his success. So it is kind of a match made in heaven when you look at it that way. So you want me to believe that the owners of the XFL, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Danny Garcia, Redbird Capital, those are the reasons why the XFL is still going to happen? I would say because of the yeah, because of how the bankruptcy <laughs> and and every how everything went down in 2020, uh, the only thing that you think could they can save make chicken the league, salad. You think the they only, looked at the XFL and they're like, I can make chicken salad. I don't think they thought that. I think they saw something in it and they said, we we have the ability and the cachet to save this thing that actually shouldn't have been going away in the first place due to unfortunate circumstances. So it's 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 a perfect kind of storm let's see if it all comes together properly and of course they're not just throwing this thing together it isn't chicken salad this is this isn't 
oh, the XFL, look, okay, I'll buy this out of bankruptcy and just unplug it and plug it back in again and see if it reboots properly. That's not what's happening. I think that's – well, that's a lot of people were, were hoping that that's what it was though too. Yeah. Us being probably two of those people that are like, hey, let's go. I mean we're, the foundation is there. Let's get rolling. We were talking before about how many coaches we thought were going to come back. Were they going to bring back any of the corporate people? What were they going to do? Are they still going to be on ESPN? Like all these things that we thought, hey, plug out, you know, unplug, plug it back in, let's roll. That didn't happen, and it's not going to happen, and that's not what it sounds like based on what we've heard. We've heard this uh, this analogy, right? Their vision really was create a live event entertainment company rooted in legitimate football. That that what sentence does that mean? It would have been kind of a big no-no leading up to 2020. Saying live entertainment, saying anything but football, like this is a football league, this is a football brand, saying anything other than that leading up to 2020 would have been totally against the messaging that they were putting out there, which was the XFL 2020. It's all about reimagining football. It's for the love of football, 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 football. This is all about entertainers creating an entertainment company that is just so happens to be football. And that is the reality of this situation. Will it work? It still can. But as football fans, maybe we don't like that messaging as much, but this isn't really in on the biggest platform in terms of their messaging, this is on a a business a sports business platform, and that's why they're talking that way. You're not you going to worry that the f- them say that oh, say sorry. that on ESPN or anything like that. But do you worry that football is going to be? I don't want to say the afterthought, but maybe not the the main focus. I see that's that's where you get worried, and we'll talk about worries and, and fears a little bit later. But f- for sure, legitimate question to ask for sure. Because football is not the key and the main messaging when you see the ownership talk. As far, at least these two. The Rock, maybe. The Rock, maybe, will focus more on the football aspect of the XFL. But when you see Jerry Cardinal, when you see Danny Garcia speak, they very much are talking about the business end and the live entertainment, being it, it being a live entertainment property that they can capitalize on. Another quote we have here from the Redbird Arm, uh, Jerry Cardinal said, "You'll be hearing from us with an increasing crescendo in the next in the next many months because we're getting to start debuting some of the things we've been working on. So the increasing crescendo, we've been expecting that, Brian. We've talked about that. The, cr- the music the, hasn't started the yet, though. The increasing the crescendo. The no, increasing man. Can you crescendo. say that five times fast? Can we get the maestro <laughs> in front of the audience and begin the crescendo already?" This is like where everyone's like tuning their instru- instruments, right? Where it's like hard to listen, but you know that it's about to start. Right? Like that's what we're hearing right now. And it's like, sure, you know, in the next many months, I think that's, what does that mean? Does that mean over the next few months we're going to hear a lot of stuff or we're not going to hear stuff for a few months? It's all this talk to make us talk. So very smart oh, to like use that, that all word. All this talk to make us talk. Very smart to use that phrasing, though. This is this Jerry Cardinal. I like him because an error would have been saying in the next couple months, in the next few months. He said in the next many months, which could be a few to me is three, a couple's two, the next many. Who who the hell knows? That's just when they want to actually begin giving information on the. Yeah, yeah. When I tell my wife, when she's like, "Hey, how many candies have you had?" Well, I've had many. How many candies (laughs) we're gonna pass out? You know, okay. I've had many. What does that mean? One, four, six, 
doesn't really lock you in, you know? Yeah, exactly. So they didn't lock lock them into making the announcements. Notes. And we know why they're not making announcements, but uh, the casual fan might not, or some people just might not want to accept that. But Danny Garcia uh, did uh, address it saying, we can't be as transparent as we want to be because of the enormous infrastructure we are working on. So the plans are, are big. The ideas are big. And they're not releasing any information on those plans yet because they don't want to let anything out already. And we understand it. We don't doesn't mean we have to like it, Brian, but it makes sense. Uh, unfortunately, building up to 2020 was so transparent and the development of the league was actual uh, actual news. It was publicized and they were using that to help grow interest in the league. Um, but now this strategy I think it's allowing them to maybe throw more things against the wall. Uh, think of grand, more grandiose ideas before they actually settle on them. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's 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 the way it is with this new ownership group, and hopefully they don't wait too long for that crescendo. But we're still in a period. I think it's acceptable, even if you are an impatient person, impatient football fan. But it's getting to be once we hit. 2022 i think on my end i'm going to be expecting some news and i've said that before you've said that before um but i'll tell danny garcia and, and the team right now we understand so keep working at it we can't wait when was the last time you were at disneyland or even disney world oh me not for a long long not for many years <laughs> <laughs> um this kind of reminds me of disneyland announcing right they're going to be like we are creating star wars land and everyone gets really excited but that's all you get is we're creating star wars land what does what does disneyland do they put up these walls that you can't see what the heck's going on behind it because they don't want you to see the build they just want you to see the finished product and i feel like that's what we're getting we're gonna get and not so much a finished product but a well-built product a good prototype when they reveal what they're doing over there. I think that's what we're trying, we're, we're, what they're trying to do, how that works for fans to build anticipation. I don't know. I guess how much anticipation do you really need to build with fans when you have the rock as, as one of those persons who can build anticipation, you know, with the stare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or, or just uh, probably a single Instagram post uh, for, a podcast that's covering the development of the league and covering every aspect of the league. The man's fr- number one on TikTok. Yeah. TikTok right now. Did you know oh, that? Man. This no. trend is the number one trend in TikTok right now. Oh Face my! Face off. Oh my god. He's. I mean, that's why I to show it to you. It's gonna. It's gonna be kind of funny, at least from our end, Brian, when we see the full, the full, the full court press from The Rock on his social media for the XFL and all the attention the league gets compared to right now. Uh, but. They're waiting, and I like the analogy, the Disneyland analogy. That those walls are up right now, and when they they pull them down or they pull down that back that curtain, we're going to see a more fleshed out league, maybe than what we saw. Maybe maybe in a more in a in a more uh, football context. This is what they're doing right now. (laughs) This is what they're doing. The big play call sheet in front of the face before they reveal the the joy and the excitement for the league. In the, ho- in the next many months, we will see. But uh, those are some of the key quotes from that Sportico uh, conversation. Jerry Cardinal and Danny Garcia had. And, of course, we'll we'll cover every single uh, word they speak in public about the XFL. Um, but 
let's move on to part two of the cover two, Bryant. Your favorite, the USFL. An update here for you. Per Roy S. Johnson of AL.com, the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center executive director and CEO Tad Snyder this week went out and confirmed that the numbers have been crunched and have been approved by the BJCC, the group that will be the Birmingham end of the deal with the ownership of the USFL and the money's there. They said, we have it all accounted for. We just need to get the lawyers at it now and come to the agreement with the USFL and Fox subsequent, subsequently. So looking into it, Bryant, the, uh, the money behind this, they're saying it's there on Birmingham's end, but it sounds like a lot of the money they're getting is coming from the league posting up players in hotel rooms for all those weeks of the league actually playing in the city and not so much fans. I don't know how many fans they expect to get, but I think a lot of the business on their end that they think they're going to get from the USFL are them having to house all these players in the staff for each team. But it looks like the only thing now left to do is sign the paper for the agreement for the USFL to play their first season back since the eighties entirely in Birmingham, Alabama. All right. This is going to completely depend on who's there or who's not there, but I'm going to Uber probably in Birmingham. If this actually happens during the, <laughs> you're going to be an Uber driver. Because if you really think about it, like remember awesome. one of the best things that we ever did in Houston was take uh, Pepper Johnson to his hotel. Yeah, yeah, great like conversation, right? So we have to. Do, I mean, look, look at all the all the players, coaches, staff. You know, who knows who's going to be walking around that that town? Birmingham's going to be, and I can't imagine. I've never been to Birmingham. Have you been to Birmingham? Ooh, man! I want to say I've driven through it. But I haven't had an extended stay there, so no, I won't. Count yeah, I feel that. like it's not that large, you know. So you probably have a pretty good time there, uh, and, and and meet a lot of players. I just, I just, I feel like that'll happen. I feel like that's that's a very good possibility there. Yeah, the the what do we call it last week? The memorandum of understanding is oh, now uh, in danger of becoming an actual agreement because. <laughs> they, we said there was a little, a few extra dollars they had to get, to make sure they had on the, uh, on the Birmingham side. And uh, it looks like they have it. They're saying they have it. So we'll see what happens with the USFL and the city of Birmingham, Alabama, agreeing to have a bubble, a bubble season. So this, you know, protective stadium where they're actually going to be playing, I think, you know, UAB plays there. And, and so it's not completely dormant. I guess it's a, it's a way to use the stadium more so than probably the, the city thought they would. I, I get that all, you know, all that jazz, but do you, I mean, it's a big stadium. If you look at pictures online and I think this is where the iron play, I'm almost positive. This is where the iron played. It's a lot. It, how, you know, there's a lot of people that fit in the stadium. It's a big barn. And if you're not planning on actually having uh, fans in the stands, uh, this isn't going to look very well. I think the capacity is 45,000. Yeah. 45,000. Did the iron have good uh, attendance? I mean, I, relatively, I mean, it was AAF. I don't, I mean, relative, relative to the league, probably, but it's a the town is thirsty for football. That's for sure. This town's been gear. They've been trying to get XFL football, spring football there. Whenever there's new football being played, Birmingham seems to be in the conversation. So it makes sense that they would give a a attractive offer to the ownership to have a bubble season. I'm good for Birmingham. I'm more focused on 
the the question of does the bubble season make sense for the USFL's first season? And just to get it off the ground in a quick fashion, the way they're doing it, I guess. I'm, doesn't get me excited. Doesn't make it. Does it's not going to make anybody think this is big time football until teams are playing in their own cities in their own stadiums. But the best part about it is players are going to get to play spring football in 2022. That makes me excited. That's the that's the positive to take out it's of this. A, it's a good warm up for the XFL in 2023. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see like if just this how turn- the AAF was. <laughs> We'll see if this turns into an AAF situation, but I will say I'm pretty confident the checks will clear for everybody involved in the USFL. Because I don't of know the, where that because of who owns from. it. Well, what if, not, what if the, player, it's, if it's the players a, don't spend enough money in the city that they're in, are their own checks going to clear next week? The thing is, it's not like a, a the owner. Hey guys, here's your paycheck. Make sure you go spend it this week in Birmingham. <laughs> Good for only use in Birmingham, Alabama. That's not what's happening, and it's not a guy who wants to be some sort of tech mo- mogul, want to be Elon Musk, but with football, it's uh, you know an actual media company is part of the ownership group, and there's you know there, there's some. Quality backing behind the USFL, I would say. Here's your BJCC cashier's check, guys. Have fun. (laughs) Go out there. Enjoy yourself. No, they're going to get paid checks. But how much? I'm also interested to see uh, what players Your money's worth more at the Red Lobster downtown. Have fun. I mean, if if you're a young player, I mean, this could be a league with lots of young players who maybe don't have big families yet i don't know it's 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 going to be attractive to many players and probably many young players come just coming out of college at the end of this season i i think we're going to see some fun football do you think USFL regardless do you think it's important for the xfl to have a solid plan in place of what they are going to be out in public by the time the usfl kicks off and the reason i ask that question is because players can view the usfl as a way to get to 2023 I think because there's there's no way the USFL signing players longer than 2022. Yeah. yeah, So I think it's if you're a player, it's all good. It doesn't really matter Um, because you're going to go into USFL 2022 into that season saying, I'm going to put in my, you know, 12 to 16 weeks, whatever it'll be with camps in the season uh, in Alabama. And then after that, I'll uh, figure it out. Hopefully, the XFL has a has an announcement. Hopefully, the U- the USFL says they're planning for a season two, uh, where they'll also be up a, a partial hub city. It sounds like, at least from the rumor mill. Um, so, if you're a player going into 2022 to play in the United States Football League, you don't necessarily need to know what the XFL is going to be up to. I think until your summer, when you start planning where you're going to maybe be training and trying to get drafted into that league and you're going to want to experience so i think the xfl doesn't really i I should reach out to agents and you know get a get a give people an idea but also i think the usfl's great scouting ground for the xfl that's another positive i think to take from the usfl uh kicking off so soon which is and only four months away it appears will their preseason be starting from now 
So what's the rumored at, start date? It's March. March. Early March is the preseason target date. It sounds like for the United States Football League. Four months from now, we'll be having that league kickoff. I mean, I'm pretty hyped. Might have to start a whole nother podcast, Brian, because I, you know me, I talk USFL all day from the 80s or current. I don't care. It's exciting. Just hopefully Maybe the Pittsburgh Mar- Maulers are off, involved. The kick off the Patreon again with the uh, this is not the XFL show. That went well. There, that, that You could go that route. This is the USFL show, baby. Not yet. Still the XFL <laughs> show. Sorry to Dale in New Iberia for all that USFL talk, but things are happening with that league. With the XFL, things are happening, but of course they're behind that giant wall, that big curtain that Bryant talked about. And with with so little information coming out, there's excitement, but there's also fear. And it is spooky season. It's Halloween. So Bryant, I want to talk about your fears in this week's Hot Read. So we talked about the those words spoken kind of corporate words from Jerry Cardinal and Danny Garcia earlier Bryant and when we talk about what the scariest thing is on this road to kickoff 2023 hearkening back to just a couple segments ago I'll start and I will say our precious rule book and the football part of the XFL the dedication to football is what I, I fear for the most. I'm not. I don't feel like it's in danger, but and I'm so that I'm not really scared to death, <laughs> but I do th- worry that there'll be too much tweaking of that rule book, and with the lack of, of commitment to the messaging, at least to this is football. This is for football fans. Football, football, football. Like in 2020. That makes me worry a little bit more for the rule book on what they're going to actually go and do with the rules of the XFL. So that's my scariest thing on the road to 2023. How about you? I think my scariest thing, I think based on what we've talked about, I mentioned it not too long ago, is that it's not going to be football-based. It's not going to be about football. It's going to be about, man, I don't know how to – this sounds so – the NFL has made its money off of what? The teams, the branding. Unfortunately, the players are not what make the NFL the money. It's the teams. It's the fact that they're the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. No hiding that. I worry the XFL is going to try to take a different route. Um, and when they say entertainment company, what does that mean? Well, to me, football's entertaining. But if, if you're telling me entertainment company without football being with football being at the roots of it all, then what is your entertaining portion of, of the entire uh, operation you got going on here? So I start to worry if football is maybe not the centric piece, but rather the accompanying piece to the stories of players, the the stories of coaches. You know, I worry that all of a sudden it doesn't become about the football and it becomes about this story about this player and not to take anything away from a player who's trying to make, you know, you know, a name for himself in a league, but I want to watch football and I worry that I'm not going to be watching football. I'm going to be watching stories that go along with football. Yeah. So the NFL is a live entertainment company that it is. But the thing that about that league is that their live events are 
are are what everyone watches. I don't I'll look at the ratings, so I don't know what NFL Network or NFL related content does ratings wise on the other networks. But I'll tell you this: I do know for sure the live games are destroying whatever those do in the ratings. Those are just those are extra. Those are just to keep people talking and thinking about the live games coming up. The NFL though has to do that they go all in all the leagues do it they are entertainment companies they provide content non-stop how how dedicated are they to uh different types of content is another uh question i think when you look at um the different leagues and their networks and then also how their that their partners uh with you know the cable networks and the and network tv the different shows that they do they're all pretty much putting the same types of shows together I think the NFL is a little bit more dedicated into just constantly having new content, new shows, morning shows, uh, story-oriented type shows, uh, history, all sorts of stuff related to the NFL 24-7. So that's what it sounds like the XFL wants to do. Um, And that, talking that way, I don't know if that's just corporate speak. I mean, in a corporate setting where... We're hearing a lot of those, that that phrasing. I don't know if that's saying that just to impress the, the people, the audience, and the people that are following it, and the business people that might want to invest or whatever, um, or if that's the you know core value of the XFL is it's a live entertainment company. We just so happen to do football here. Uh, looking at it that way is very just dollars and cents, and you don't want the average fan to hear you say that. I don't yeah. think, but the way you want to speak right. is football it, talk to football it fans. Could now, you've enlightened me a little bit here because now I'm thinking. Well, maybe it's not so much football is secondary, but it's how do we make football the ground, the piece that everybody watches to the NFL's point, but with other things going on, so we're not just football yeah. games. Remember, I talked about it before. I, I'd watch an XFL game, you know, in 2020. The pre-show was five minutes before the game started, um, and there was nothing afterwards. It's like here you're here, all right, wham bam, thank you, ma'am, gone. Right, like and I don't want that. I want there to be, except us, of course, after every show, after every game. Um, yeah, we are the only post-show two people to cover post-shows of every single football game in the XFL in 2020. Add that to our uh, resume, there, Alan. In the universe, um, in the universe, uh, can there be other shows, other entertainment things. I think there can be like you wake up, like you're on the East coast mainly. So you don't really see this, but on the West coast, you wake up, there's 50 different shows already on, right? You know, if you wake up at nine o'clock, you have CBS Fox going already. NFL has been rolling for four hours. ESPN still going, right? Like everyone's talking about a football already and you're going until past dinner time till nine o'clock. That's a full day's slate of NFL football that you don't really get with the XFL, at least not in 2020. So maybe they're trying to mimic that, where they have all these shows, all these different um, avenues of entertainment until you get to the actual game where football matters the most. Yeah, and also what they're talking about. Yeah, it's 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 the unknown here is what's scariest, really, uh, when it comes down to it, because you could pick a, du- a bunch of different things they haven't talked about yet. And all that we've heard from ownership so far is live entertainment, global product, and, you know, that kind of just really generic type of phrasing. 
instead of dedicating to, you know, for the love of football, for instance, or a at least a a corporate slogan or mantra that they could really rally fans behind yet uh, because it's not fleshed out. It just, it just isn't. So they're not. That's why Danny Garcia said they can't be as transparent. They don't have the messaging down yet, or at least they're not ready to unveil it. So that's what's scariest is because they haven't really dedicated. Uh, but this is to- now the second time we've heard this, Alan. This is the second yeah. time we've heard this phrase. What is it? Um, let me get this. I'm look it up so I get this right. Uh, where'd it go? Oh, I'm looking at last week's rundown. <laughs> Hold on. There you go. Uh, their vision really was to create a live event entertainment company rooted in legitimate football. Like that's basically the second time we've heard that exact statement. So what does that? That's the that's the one messaging that I'll say has been consistent for them. Consistent in air quotes for those listening on the podcast is rooted in legitimate football. What does that mean? What does that mean? Could mean anything. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> it could mean a lot of things. It could mean, it could, uh, Alan, it could mean many things. And yes, one of those, it could. Uh, it could be, you know, from who knows what to who knows where, but at least when we were in 2020, you had sayings, right? For the love of football, I think came later, but you had good crisp football, right? It's about the quality of the play. Things like that, that made it... Um, feel like what it's actually going to be at this point we don't know what it's actually going to be because we haven't heard those things it's when it comes down to it it's early so but still even with it being early and we shouldn't be too scared i would say don't get too scared about about anything just yet because we really don't know the official approach of the league jeez pop that up too quickly uh i do fear (laughs) for the rule book always though until it's said and done that we're getting the rule book back and especially that kickoff uh but let us know what you think at XFL show or on the XFL fan line. Uh, what's the scariest thing on the road to kick off 2023 when it comes to the XFL for you as someone who followed the XFL in 2020, what do you fear for with the new XFL that you maybe aren't totally behind or understand? Uh, we want to hear from you and it'll be uh, interesting coming back next week. See what people say, Brian, but uh, that does it. It's spooky season, man. So, don't uh, spooky. don't don't get don't be walking around the corner and having a ghost scare you to death. Need to have you back on the show next week. I'm here in Italy where they don't really do Halloween. So I, yeah, I was I, gonna say, how's the Halloween over there? Are there people dressing up? Do they? It's do I mean, I, if you go into a, tour, a tourist area, then you'll see some Halloween like signs that are kind of like. Can you go to that Steelers bar again, or that's somewhere that's when a different I, city? That's when I get to Rome and and I couple weeks i'm in coming to you from florence Firenze this week which is very beautiful beautiful statues that i wanted to get near but near and put uh an xfl towel around or maybe my la wildcat shirt but uh, i would get arrested instantly so i'm not going to do that oh look at that protecting public property who would have thought that that was an actual thing well, either way, uh, you can check us out here every single Sunday, right here on your favorite podcast. XFL app. That's football, cool. right next to the statue of David. Look for it at XFL Show. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Tune, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you give us that five star review and tell your friends about us. If you got a question, comment, or topic you want us to cover, well, the text or call the XFL fan line 724 565 4XFL. Standard text message rates do apply. Also, follow us on social media platforms at XFL Show, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. TikTok, I guess, too. Maybe sometimes uh, we'll be there. Or if you want to come and say hi and hello from Florence, uh, well, subscribe and watch us on YouTube 
at xfl.show, the official website of This is the XFL Show. And don't forget to check out our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and get started today because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. Almost as easy as putting together a football league as long as you just find one city to play in the entire time and you have a built-in net TV network. Man, I can't wait till we get even more USFL news and we have to talk about it more. Sorry, Dale in New Iberia, but I kind of enjoy it. I don't know about you, Brian. Yeah. I might have to get me a You Pittsburgh don't know ball. about me? Really? You don't I, I know think about you're me? coming How around. I feel about that? No, I think you'll come around. I could see it in your eye. All I care about the USFL is how it relates to the XFL. And how's the CFL doing, by the way? Are you still watching? Is the championship game happening already? No, not yet. Come, we're coming up soon. The Ar- Argo's a big preseason uh, prediction of mine. I had a feeling they'd be good qualified for the playoffs. Okay. No, that is not. I predicted that the Argos were going to win it. Well, I didn't say they'd win it, but I knew they'd have a bounce back I season. So they're they're looking good. How do you have a back bounce back season from no season? Everyone's having a bounce back season. Oh, that's true. Because they true. all have more wins than they did in twenty twenty. <laughs> that is that's one hundred percent true. But yes, the CFL still going down. They uh, all have many playoffs wins coming up shortly. Yes, many wins, and uh, <laughs> we can't cover it too much because the talks are off with the CFL. Don't forget, How? Brian. Don't confuse people. That's true. How's the uh, the candy out there? Because out here, you know, we got. I'm, a, I'm more of a chocolate guy, but we got this bag of Dum Dums. You ever have, you know what the mystery flavor actually is? This is going to be a weird a, fact. A dum dum. The, the mystery, f- yeah, you know what dum dums are? The little lollipops? Oh, no. You're a, he's a big lollipop guy, though. He's been he's been on those forever. Mystery pops. So so dum dums have mystery pops. And like, what what's the mystery pop? You know, it's only when they're like changing out the machines. Or there's like a little bit of strawberry left. And they're throwing in the lemon lime. But they don't want to waste it. So they make mystery pops. Who knows what you're getting? It's a mystery. Just like the XFL in 2023 right now. Who knows? Somebody call Mike Tyson. We got a mystery on our hands. All right, everybody. We got to get out of here because I need to go get eat all my bocce candies. That's what we have here. It's called bo- little, bocce. Yeah, little chocolate balls. Delicious. A Reese's? No, Reese's it's like a it's, like a it's like a it's a it's a nut with chocolate though. It's got nuts and chocolate, not the peanut okay. butter. M and M's. They're not like M and M's. No, no. They're more like uh, your. I'll bring you back some. Bring you back what some fake gu- Gucci too for the wife. Don't worry, I got you. Yes. Right off the right off the corner from the guy. Give me some Fucci. I love it. <laughs> Fucci. Yes. All right, everybody. For Bryant, I'm Alan Bella. Ciao. This is the XFL show. Remember, they're listening.